Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. We got into the AI thing last week toward the very end of the show uh, with an update on the Lambda situation. By the way, Aria, any news from Google as far as whether you're in line? or Regrettably, no. I suspect it's going to be one of those things where I'm in line for months and by the time that I'm finally allowed into it, we'll have forgotten about it or it will be no longer interesting. Or Or there'll be something better. That, yeah, you'll we'll want, that you'll want to get in line and wait. This is well, moving I, fast. I can get in line with all of them, right? Uh, it, it doesn't hurt me or take up any of my time for me to go online, register, and just sit there waiting on an email from them. And eventually yeah. they'll send me an email and I'm like, neat, right? The AI thing is developing quickly. And just in the last few months alone, there have been different versions of this artistic AI that has come out. So the Lambda thing we talked about a couple months ago is a chatbot, something that will respond to inquiries and carry on a conversation. And there's different uh, competitors out there that are doing the very same thing. Facebook has one that's just embarrassingly bad. We tested that a couple weeks ago. Uh, There's another one called Replica, which is better than Facebook's. From what I can tell, but it is still isn't great. You had some experience with that one. Replica Aria. is better because it it uses an account, which means it keeps it, keeps track. It remembers you from one session to the next. Yeah. Facebook. Every time you refresh the page, you're a completely new person to it. It knows nothing about you. Replica is better in that capacity. Replica is a little bit better at carrying on conversations. Yeah. As Facebook's well. is terrible. Just uh, just from top to bottom, it's just bad. All it does is just ask you questions. It's not an actual conversational thing that it's doing. But uh, it's very much like they give back what you put into them, right? Mm-hmm. So well, of course, right? It's like having a conversation with yourself. Its responses are hollow and empty, but if you don't read them as being hollow and empty, if you read them on a surface level of, okay, you know, some like... If you were having this conversation in chatting at a bar or something like that, it would be less weird. If you treat it like that, Hmm. you can have a decent conversation with it of bouncing stuff off of it and, you know, responding to it. But if you want to have an actual in-depth conversation where you feel like it's actually listening and responding to you. Or is intelligent in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) That's not happening at at those bots level, certainly not the Facebook level. These things have learned what an apple is versus what a tree is versus, you know, whatever thing, whatever descriptor that is put into this thing, it will spit out artwork of that thing. So basically you give it what's called a prompt and then it just goes. Yeah, And it's still learning. And so sometimes you will create some really, really wacky images uh, that the uh, for whatever reason, especially when it comes to like text. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever. It can't do text real good. It not very well at no. all. Um, but uh, yeah, you. It, it's all about the prompt. It's all about your prompt logic, where there are basically rules uh, that you use to uh, tell the AI what you want. And sometimes you have to go back in and you have to refine and tweak, mm-hmm. and, and or, or even sometimes just change, just try the same prompt the second time uh, to uh, to recreate uh, some other options. Usually, you get like sure. you can you can choose how many. What is it? Is it seeds? That you, um, yeah, seed is like a mathematical number that sort of starts the robot or starts the AI onto its little generative path. Yeah, you might get like uh, you can you can tell the AI how many options you want to it to spit out, mm-hmm. and then you can go through and you can pick your favorite and you can run that one back through. Yeah. Uh, so as far as diffusion is concerned, stable diffusion, I'm having 
with working with the AI. I know I could do it with Midjourney and whatnot, but I'm trying to uh, get away from the text to image, which mm-hmm. is real easy. Just you just type in "happy bunny rabbits" in the in the style of Dolly, right? And it'll it'll do it. Uh, but I want to. What I really want to do is manipulate uh, current images, so it's image to image, and I can't mm. get the stable diffusion to do that just yet because okay. I, I want to manipulate maybe my own work. And I want to oh, sp- yeah. I want to spruce it up, or I want to take someone, basically pirate someone else's work and just spruce the hell out of it. Yeah, uh, I've heard I, they can do that stuff too. I've heard they can fix mistakes and and do all kinds of like tweaks to existing yeah. artwork. In fact, a lot of the really great work you're seeing that's posted online is in fact image to image. Someone has just oh, has really? taken an image that he's either been already created by the AI. Mm. They have basically saved that image and then they've spruced it up a second or third or fourth time uh, to enhance. Uh, you know what you're getting, what is being basically created, and it's 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 brilliant. It's incredible. And by but, the way, but is it? But is it? You know what, what? What kind of future are we getting into? There's going to be enormous amounts of money in this, and someone's going to find a way to monetize it. At that point, the copyright attorneys are going to get involved, and they're going to start making the claim that you know anything this AI generates belongs to this company that owns the AI or but whatever. But that's not the the way it's going i understand you're predicting that it's going to make a complete 180 degree turn but from what i understand dolly mid-journey these are two two of the biggest ones out there there's some other ones as i understand it but all of their all of them are crystal clear it's not like hidden in the terms of service it's right up front like you own whatever it is that comes out of this machine it is yours and if one of them locks down the other one is less likely to do so because they want to get the money there is money involved in that people are paying for subscription services Mm -hmm. in the early days of social media you owned your social media posts and, and let's not forget that this is technology that's moving so fast. And what do we know? Governments have a really hard time keeping up with mm-hmm. technology. And it's never moved this fast before. These old geezers making the laws are not going to be able to keep up with this. Because as, as soon as they nail down something, we've, we're already 10 years ahead. And that's where this is going to. Like I said, it might be. Two, I hear you, it's, man, it's but two dimensional right now. But give it another couple. Give it six months, and people will be three D printing AI generated image. Are, they, are, yeah, but they don't even need a law. I mean, as we're seeing with cryptocurrency now, with their application of laws from two thousand one onto cryptocurrency and quote money transmitting the operation of money transmitting businesses or whatever, they're applying laws that you know preexisted cryptocurrency by 10, 11 years. And people will continue to find ways around those laws. If there's one that says you can keep what you make and do what you want with it, resell it, do whatever you want with it, that one's going to become the market leader. Question. I haven't played with MidJourney yet, but whenever you produce uh, some art, it, it automatically goes to your account where everyone can see your work. Yeah, that's right. If, if you wanted to snag one of those images mm-hmm. and do something with it, how do you? Where, where do you go from there? You Can you just download it to your computer and you yeah, can you blow it up in Photoshop it. or do whatever you want with it? Uh, in fact, actually, one of the other things that's been coming out recently... Because, because that would be the first thing these companies do is they'll start making it so they you can't just download your image, but you actually have to purchase it from them. Maybe they, maybe they like, would do that. Like, yeah. an, like you can, you have your subscription, ten dollars or whatever mm-hmm. for two fifty images or whatever it is. But if you actually want to grab one of these images you've created, you have to pay another dollar or so. That means they might do that. Uh, I mean, basically, they're just charging you for the computer time right now. Right. So it takes a certain amount of uh, graphics card time to CPU clicks or whatever to make these uh, these images. But you had a question, and I I completely 
based on on what it was. Well, I was talking about how these companies are going to profit, are mm-hmm. going to try to profit from from future work, not just subscriptions, but they're going to try to take it to the next level. And then, of course, they're going to be competing with other companies, other yeah. other AI. Uh, and then you're going to have open source uh, uh, options where you're using your own computer and graphics card and or CPU. You might take longer. Right. By the way, it takes me a long time on stable diffusion. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's all my uh, CPU processing. And no one knows you're and doing no it. And no one knows I did it. There's right. also stuff like Gollum, which allows you to sort of... Uh, use blockchain technologies to diffuse that processing power over an entire network, right? Instead of just your computer being the one processing it and creating that artwork, right. you use an entire network of computers to do it. It's saving you a lot of time, and you end up paying for it with some some cryptocurrency token or whatever. In the case of Gollum, it's Gollum, and it's mostly used for like Blender 3D and stuff like that, but these technologies certainly already exist. So it'll be interesting. Only, and they're, to, they're only going to get better from here on yeah, out. It'll be interesting to see, you know, this sort of open source AI evolve that further. Conan, let's get into this story about this victory for AI art. It was entered into a state fair. I believe it was Colorado. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was not identified as AI art, was it? Uh, Let's find out. Uh, I know it was entered into the digital created Mm -hmm. uh, contest. So let's see 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 what he actually said about it. This from CNN Business, Jason M. Allen was almost too nervous to enter his first art competition. Now, his award-winning image is sparking controversy about whether art can be generated by a computer and what exactly it means to be an artist. In August, Allen, a game designer who lives in Pueblo West, Colorado, won first place in the Emerging Arts Division, a digital arts digitally manipulated photography category, at the Colorado State Fair Fine Arts Competition. His winning image, titled Theater d'Opera Spatial, translated as French for the Space Opera Theater, was made with Midjourney, which I haven't even tried yet. I know that you have, uh, Ian, mm-hmm. uh, which is an artificial intelligence system that can produce detailed images when fed written prompts. A $300, a $300 prize accompanied his win. I'm looking at the image here. Uh, which is a photograph taken of his printed artwork with the uh, you know the the ribbon next to it and then the little title card. It doesn't say anything about Mid Journey citation AI created art. It's just got his name. Well, why it's- should it? Right? I mean, that's like saying that you know foods at the store should be labeled genetically modified or whatever. It's oh, like, I don't care. It, I mean, obviously, I'm not yeah, saying that you I'm, do. I'm just saying it wasn't it wasn't there. Right. right? So the people that, that were viewing this just presumed that it was created by this person and well it was he did create the prompt he's the one that cooked up the words <laughs> right that mid-journey then spit out this artwork and for. like we've talked about before uh, you don't always get you know in, you, you, there is prompt logic involved mm-hmm. you have to be some cre- prompts you, are better than others you have to be creative and you have to kind of know the rules and there there are actually guides out there is like all right if you're if you're going for this uh image this sort of output you know, these are the prompts that you might might be interested in testing the AI and uh, and go from there. And sometimes a lot of a lot of uh, trial a trial and error is involved. Um, Certainly, for the people that are the more artsy kind of creative types, I don't t- tend to consider myself that. I've never been good at uh, at art, but it is also interesting to just come up with a basic prompt. You can put in just one word in some cases, yep. and it will create something pretty beautiful. Well, now. Artificial intelligence has the ability to 
increase resolution. So you remember like in, in the old movies where they would be enhance, playing some yeah, they play some old video and like <laughs> enhance, enhance. And anybody that knows anything about video knows garbage in, garbage out. You cannot right, right, get right. extra resolution. You are not out of, going to see the face in no, the mirror in Blade Runner. Never. That doesn't work. Doesn't happen. But now, unless the unless the original was a really really high resolution, yeah. and then you had and the pixels were there in order to do that, but yeah. that usually is not the case. But now, you can run these generated because a lot of these generators, like the one you're using, Stable Diffusion, which is something you can run on your own computer, you can't get a very high resolution output from it unless you got a balls to the wall. Yeah, unless you want to sit there for a little process for an hour, you can't even because it'll run out of it'll run out of RAM. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, this you, is tr- and I've you, already and I've already done that yeah, a couple times. You can only go up a, to you can't even get HD basically out of out of these things. But what you can do is you can take your generated um, image and you can put it through one of these AI rescalers or upsizers or whatever. And I don't know what kind of magic it uses to do this. It's probably not perfect. And I've heard that it doesn't work well on like human faces. So there's certain restrictions or whatever, but on like right. a landscape or something like that, it can up it can just upscale this thing and you cannot tell that it's been blown up. It doesn't have like pixelation or anything like that. It's uh, you want to look for something called real Essergan. It's like E S R G A N. It's a really strange thing. Anyway, that's something you might want to consider looking at, uh, Conan. But go on. So, anyways, some responses from the artists out there. Oh, you've got those too. Okay, yeah, I've got this. I've got some of those in the Vice article about Here's that one. as well. They're uh, they're mad. <laughs> they're so mad. <laughs> this sucks for the exact same reason we don't let robots participate in the Olympics. One Twitter user wrote. Which, which is, I don't know, there's some substance to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're taking, if you've taken, like, you don't have to have any Photoshop skills whatsoever to have created what this guy has created, no which doubt. is beautiful. Here's no another doubt. one. This is. But li- hold on, before you go on about that, the difference is, at least at this point, you can identify a robot trying to compete in the, Olymp- in the Olympics. You cannot identify, I don't think, just no. by looking at this artwork to say, oh, well, that's, that's AI generated. So I use MidJourney, but. I uh, sent some AI art pieces to, uh, I tagged you, or Ian and Bonnie, um, with uh, with these, as well as a video that I thought was really cool that actually does image-to-image um, AI generation. And what that, what the person did is they created a really trippy video. It looked like a, looked like an acid trip or something, or what I envisioned one would look like. But, uh, the art that I did, um, I had, uh, I, I gave it the prompt of uh, a libertarian society, and it gave me, a, it spits out four images, and uh, all four of them were really cool looking. They were these really uh, futuristic looking cities with a bunch of beautiful green vegetation and everything, but no roads. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. I like to I like to hear that the uh, that it's that it's not some uh, Mad Max esque uh, uh, ter- no, terrain with skulls and uh, mohawks. Were there no roads because there were flying cars? I was going to say where we're going, we don't necessarily well, need roads, right? I I didn't even see any any vehicles that it uh, that it spat out, but also did an authoritarian society, a communist society, hmm. and a socialist society. And they all look the same. I kid you not. <laughs> they, were all, they were all really dark, full of just people standing around looking at a stage 
and a lot of red and stuff. It, it, it looked like something like... Like Joe Biden know. giving a presentation <laughs> up on stage? Exactly. It looked terrible. <laughs> now, were you an artist before getting into uh, AI art? Oh, yeah. I've been a 3D artist for years. Mm-hmm. And what are your and thoughts 3D on this? I mean, as far as dimensional graphic from an industry, you know, from an industry, from a professional's uh, perspective, what do you think this is going to do to the industry? Uh, I actually think it's going to improve it quite a bit because sometimes as an artist, what you're looking for is inspiration. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like what I've been using mid journey for mostly is to kind of give me an idea of something I have in my mind, but just can't quite, completely visualize until I see something and kind of it gives me a target to go after. You mentioned that, you know, this this conversation goes back to Photoshop and stuff like that. It goes back way longer than that. I remember when Gary Kasparov lost the uh, game of chess to yep. Deep Blue Jr. And it was this huge deal. And, of course, he threw a fit about it. He When, when was that? Was that the 90s? It was the 90s. Okay. Yeah. The, the automobile. Look at all the horse and buggy manufacturers, uh, the horse trainers. Well, are like, they did go out of business for the most part. I mean, the automobile did put that that other business down. Yeah, otherwise New York would be nothing but manure right now. But what, were, were, did you finish the, your thought about the Oh, no, there was quite a bit more thing? I was going to say about that. And, of course, he made exactly that argument saying, well, how much longer until computers are making our art and writing mm-hmm. our music and our poetry and stuff like that? He was just extremely irate about it, mm-hmm. just like the artists are. And, of course, that was always going to be the case. But even before that, I mean, you mentioned the automobile. It goes back even further than that to the American myth. I don't know if it was a real story or not. We talked about that a bit during the break of John Henry. They wrote this entire myth about it. You know, he was, just, he was the greatest worker ever at driving railroad spikes into the ground or whatever to allow, you know, to build railroad tracks or whatever. I don't know. I've never even heard of them. that works yeah. or whatever Folk- but folklore yeah but they created this machine that was even better at uh-huh. it and as the myth goes you know he gave it his all to prove that humans were just better than machines and his heart gave out yeah. he, he died trying to compete with it. this machine I and it. i think that analogy is you know it stands true to the just human human society the machine human nature doesn't need a break the machine doesn't need to take it easy. I mean, it'll break down every now and then, but for the most part, it could keep running 24 hours a day with right. the proper oiling, and it doesn't get tired. I, I think that as long as you always remember that these machines were, in fact, built by humans. So in the long run, it's sure. it, just as we've been saying, it's just another tool. It's another advance, and, it's, and, it, and, if, we, and if we use it correctly, we use it the, in the correct manner, it's only going to make our lives better. Jimmy, any other thoughts you want to share? Yeah, I just uh, I love Mid Journey. I use it. Uh, I use it, you know, for several hours a day. And you get you do got to remember though that they do have uh, certain words and mm-hmm. topics and stuff that are banned on there. Like uh, they don't like a lot of uh, you know gruesome, nasty stuff. You can't say PP or. <laughs> you know. I tried, uh, or uh, Bonnie and I were, were working on this. Uh, Bonnie uh, put in something like uh, you know, Joe Biden as Hitler or something, and it wouldn't let it go Get because out. the word Hitler is banned on uh, on Mid Journey. Oh, God, if we just but can't have can, anything nice these but days, but you can do it on Stable Diffusion. Yep, which is uh, complete. Probably you could probably do Joe Biden as Charlie Chaplin. My- yeah, probably. Um, I ended up. Uh, we ended up just putting in like Joe Biden as the uh, the dictator from V for Vendetta, and I came up with some yeah. with some good ones. I'm also the uh, author, amateur author of the. 
Porcupine Statue of Liberty using DALI 2, and professionally I use AI in psychology. And so I do this exactly like when, when I hear coaches worry about AI stealing their job coaching, or I hear physicians worried about radiology. I view it the same for artists. Yeah, it's a new tool set, and it gives you new options. It doesn't mean you have to use them, but there, it creates new markets. In fact, there's a brand new market for the artists called prompt base. So it actually allows the literary kind of language artists to compete now in the visual space. But unfortunately, they do seem to discriminate against libertarians. Because I tried to put my libertarian uh, prompts up there that people have liked, and they declined them all. Wow. So, okay, just to clarify I, I, something, Prompt Base is a website. I believe I've seen it. I didn't dig in too deep to it because I'm not interested in paying somebody to think something up for me. But but essentially, you can buy other people's prompt generation or their prompts that they've come up with, or have them come up right. with a prompt for you. Is that the idea? Yeah, I think it's you can basically sell prompts or buy them. Because the, it, it requires creativity to engineer mm -hmm. the prompts to be meaningful, and so you can buy them. As I think Conan was pointing out, it takes many hours to get these right or even close to right, and so this is like sort of a seed, a start starting spot. But what are they the what are they charging for these things? I mean, they can't be worth that much. I, I, I already found one site that's free. You just you have a whole list of options. Mm -hmm. And, you know, do you want your art in this style? Do you want it to be a face? Do you, and mm -hmm. all that, you go down the checklist, and every time you click on something that you want, a prompt, it enters it into the prompt code. Yeah. And you just, you just copy and paste that, and you, and, you, cool. and you slap it in your... That's what I'm saying. These can't be worth that much. What are these artists charging for their prompts? Prompt base lets you pick. Like, they start at a buck ninety nine and let you go up to, like, eight or, eight or nine dollars. Wow. But, and, and then it's up to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. But um, but it's got the same problem as centralized systems in like DALI, which censor you, mm -hmm. right? So if they don't like Liberty, well, they're not letting me put my right. my porcupine stamp. Commies only, right? Yeah. So what what libertarian language exactly did it? Did they reject? Apparently, all of it. All of them. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I can you give me a, a word or two? So so like the words for porcupine statue of liberty had to do with with happy porcupine. Uh, Statue of Liberty, and then it also had standing on a crying regular Statue of Liberty, and that's how I got Dally to do it. It had standing on a what? Statue of Liberty? On, on a, a crying Statue of Liberty. Okay. One of the things that I really like about the Midjourney system is everything that everyone generates through Midjourney is all see. public. So you can go, when you pay for their subscription, they give you access to their website. Normally you just have to go, if, like you're doing your first 25 on the beta test or whatever, you go into their Discord server and then you generate them there. And uh, But when you, when you actually buy the subscription, they give you access to the website. And then you can just type in terms if you want. You can, you can search. So if you wanted to see who put in, you know, uh, porcupine or whatever, you just type that in and then it shows everybody that used the word porcupine in their, uh, their prompt and whatever it was that they came up with. And if you want, you can riff off of somebody else's work. And it's really cool because it really helps for that sort of inspiration that our previous caller was talking about. What else did you want to share, Matt? I'm, I'm using this art both to cultivate relationships in the Free State Project and to promote a book that you've you've helped me with a little bit, Ian, around growing liberty, both for yourself and also persuading people to move to New Hampshire. So uh, I think that the art can be used in many ways, even though I'm a lousy 
painter. I'm a lot, I don't do watercolor. I can do this. And so it's one way for more people to participate in artwork. Yeah, big time. Like I have zero skill as far as artistic uh, endeavors are concerned, but anybody can anybody who can speak can cook up a prompt for one of these uh, AI art generators, and there's a good chance it's going to spit something out that you're going to be blown away with. Thank you for the call tonight, uh, Matt. Appreciate hearing from you. Thanks for the uh, the input there. I really like that perspective of it. That it, it makes the creation of art accessible. Yes, just like the printing press. Now, right. the, now the peons could get a taste, and they can actually start to contribute to society. Well, the peons always could, but but the disabled could not. Right. Right. And you don't need years of training. You don't need a ton. I mean, there's going to be some experimentation. There's going to be some things that you try with the AI that don't work out the way you were hoping. And that's why, Conan, you were talking about you have to tweak it, you know, maybe to make it a little bit better. Right. Uh, but there's going to be some of them that you're just going to try the first time and you're going to be like, yep, that's great. That's and, works. And done. But you're always going to need. I mean, so this is this. This is another. This is a tool that's that's enhancing your capabilities. But you're still going to have. When you're expressing yourself and you're trying to reach the people you, and give them something that other human beings are also going to enjoy, mm-hmm. you're gonna there are gonna be an, other skill sets that this AI isn't gonna be able to do, which is basically composing this work, p- putting them together, mm-hmm. and then and then picking and choosing from what the AI wants to spit out and picking and choosing which is the right choice. So yeah. you're still gonna have have an eye for art. Sure, you can't just I mean these AI aren't there yet. So there's still a lot of human touch sure. that needs that's, that's still going to be it's going to be there. But you can still appreciate art and pick whichever one you like without having to be an artist. You don't have to have training to know what your eye appreciates, right? Like you look at a thing and you're like, I like that one best. It gives you four options: pick one, pick two, pick three, pick none. You know, and then rerun the thing again. Conan, you and I were just talking during the break about getting this uh, this free alternative. Uh, to run on our own systems, which is called stable diffusion, you got to be a little more technical to uh, to do that at this point in the game. But at some point, somebody's going to cook up a Windows program. You'll just be able to download. Oh, you start playing with this. Crank on it. You start playing with this freeware, and you can mess things up. I mean, it's real easy to. And before you know it, you're uninstalling and trying to, you know, tweak it back. But there's a ton of online systems that make it easy that and you can pay you subscriptions do, for. Yep. You just got to worry about censorship. Yes, there is that. But all you got to do is just type in some words, and this uh, robot basically is now, artificial I'm looking at cooks right, up an artwork for you. All right. So let's go there. Uh, I'm looking at an image that you that you posted to uh, you know freetalkfreetalklive.com dot com social. Okay. Uh, it's Biden, and he's it's he's almost looks like he's in the uh, replica of the V for Di- Vendetta yes, dictator, yep. and it's got these glowing forms behind him. Now, how many of those images did you spit out? How many? How long did it take? How many options did it take to spit this one out? And you went with went. went I with think it. it was one of four. Yeah, it's too easy. <laughs> it's so easy. Uh, you mentioned, though, and I don't want to get into the philosophical concept of what is art and what is an artist or whatever, but you said, you know, someone doesn't have to, you know, you have they don't have to be an artist, basically. And I don't know that I just, I think anyone who uses this, by definition, you become becomes an artist. an artist. Yes, but I mean, you don't have to have training. You don't have to, you don't have to go to somebody's class. You don't have to spend hours perfecting a craft. You can jump right into this thing 
and start playing with it, and you're going to come up with something. The first night, you're going to come me, up with something beautiful. the first 10 minutes. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, but what if, all right, what if we take some other uh, technologies out there, like, for example, this, these TikTok, uh, what are they, filters? Yeah. Where the girls, they put the, all the filters on, sure. and before you know it, they don't look anything. They don't even look like humans anymore. They can make themselves look sure, like yeah. uh, cartoons or animals. I mean, but they're not. They're not those things. Right. Are they... But they can claim that they are, and people who are watching those videos think that they are because we've been, they've been tricked in a way. Well, perhaps if I wore you know Google glasses all the time that made my girlfriend look that that hot, right? Because that's essentially what this is: is Photoshop and you know um, Snapchat filters and all this stuff to make people look more attractive than they are, or whatever, to make people look like dogs or aliens or yeah. whatever. Why couldn't you just wear Google I mean, Glass or whatever to just every time you looked at through? your girlfriend or your spouse or whatever, that that was what you saw? According to a report that I saw, they ran some numbers in the most recent 10,000 people who moved to New Hampshire. Uh, five, five to one, it was Republican, mm-hmm, which is right. not automatically, it's not automatically good for us, but it tends to be good for us because... Republicans are far friendlier to free staters generally than Democrats are. Well, plus the fact is a lot of free staters run here as Republicans when they run for office. And we all know, and Aria learned, you know, made this real clear during her campaign for uh, Cheshire County Sheriff that a lot of these Republicans and a lot of the Democrats, they just vote straight ticket. They don't know who the hell they're voting for. They just know, oh, there's an R next to the name. I'll pick that one. Yeah, but I really want to dispute that statement that Republicans are friendlier to free staters than, than Democrats are. My experience has been exactly the opposite. Democrats have been substantially friendlier to really? me than Republicans mm, are. I haven't seen that in my that's years. Because, well, I know. That's why I like said me and not uh, you. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't, I mean, I'm most, not saying it didn't Most happen. libertarians are older white dudes, just like Republicans. So, of course, they're going to be friendlier, whereas most Democrats are going to be more welcoming of the trans person than Republicans are. So it's not that Republicans are friendlier to free staters or whatever. It's just you know, Republicans, are, they're yeah, the same sort of racial and age and hold gender on, Hold on, hold on. Are you talking about, when you say they're friendlier to you, are you talking about when you meet a Democrat at a bar and you have a conversation with them? Because I don't think you've ever been to the Cheshire County Democrat meetings, right? Okay, so now we're not talking but I've been about to the, the Republican activists. meetings, and they've had a, they you know they opened a lot of their meetings, spent the first half hour talking about how to, how to even address me or how to refer to me. There was definitely a, a range of responses to your attendance at the Republican meeting. There's no doubt about that. You are trans and some Republicans they don't know how to how to handle that, right? right. Uh, some of them were welcoming towards you. Others sure. were gossiping about you behind your back. So there was the whole range there. But I'd be curious to see how it goes for you at a at a Cheshire County Democrats meeting. I'd, I'd be curious to see how they handle you. It would be very interesting. Well, at this point I think they would probably be pretty negative to me. To be fair, well, that's they, the I, difference between the, the Democrat activists and the Democrat rank and file. What else do we need to know about this story? Conan? So I just wanted to talk about his process and what he went through in order to create this uh, very Dune, Dune-esque looking piece, which is where when I look at it, that's what I see. It's 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 good looking mm-hmm. uh, is a reason why it won this contest. It's not too shabby. Yeah. His his response, it's not like you're just smashing words together and winning competitions, he claims. You can feed a phrase like an oil painting of an angry strawberry. And yes, you can do that, by the way. And, that, and that's what you'll get. 
to mid-journey. You could also make it a watercolor painting of the angry strawberry. Or, or Dolly a, or, or, or any, any other. You don't even have to use like traditional art. You could say a CCTV camera image of an angry strawberry. Or, and then it'll look like it's being viewed through a black and white yeah, CCTV or, camera. Or a pencil drawing. and yeah, or a, all of it. Or an oil painting yeah. or a watercolor. Fisheye lens. You know, whatever kind of image you want to create, this thing can do it. So that allows can, for a lot of creativity. Sure does. It sure does. So, uh, so you can you can you could feed this phrase "angry strawberries" into Midjourney and receive several several images from the AI system within seconds. But Alan's process wasn't that simple. To get the final three images he entered into the competition, he said he took it took him more than eighty hours. He claims, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? First, he said he played around with the phrasing that led Midjourney to generate images of women in frilly dresses and space helmets. He was trying to mash up Victorian-style costuming with space themes, he Hmm. says. Over time, with many slight tweaks to his written prompts, such as to adjust lighting and color harmony, he created 900 iterations of what led to his final three images. He cleaned those up in Photoshop, such as by giving one of the female figures in his winning image a head with wavy dark hair after Midjourney had rendered her headless. This happens. Yep. Uh, then he ran the images through another software program called Gigapixel AI that can improve resolution. Was that what right. you were talking about earlier? Uh, I've heard of a uh, different one, but yeah, I'm sure there's multiple. So he ran through Gigapixel uh, to to improve resolution so you can print and had the images printed on canvas at a local print shop. Amazing. I'm not. I pr- well, I mean, 900 images could could take you. It could take some <laughs> could, time. Could, could take some time. Yeah. I believe. I believe that. But isn't it true that some people? Are going to get put out of a job because of this? Just like just like the horse and buggy guy got put out of a job. Yeah. Just like the monk, the scribes and the monks got put out of a job. Isn't it this happens. also going to? And I think this is a, I think this is a good thing. But obviously, the artists, some of the people in the artist community, probably the more left leaning ones, they don't think they're this all left leaning. Well, I mean, we just had a guy call. We just in went out to them. Yeah, this he, allows you know the disabled. This allows people who are paralyzed sure. from the neck down or whatever. This allows the blind. This allows the deaf. It allows all of these to disabled put them out people. of a job. Well, no, it allows well, now, they those, can, now they can participate. It allows those people to create art for the first time in yeah, their but lives. That's more competition for the people that have been used to having a limited. Yeah, but a you number. can't get a leftist to say no. I think it's bad that a blind person can create art now. I get I get what you're saying, but they're still going to be mad about the extra competition. Okay, they may you may be able to get them to admit, okay, well that's good, but overall they're going to say this is bad for them because it's going to add more comp- comp- competition into the marketplace and should lower the cost of getting art generated. So let me give you a couple of examples that have been kind of tossed around out there about this. Some people are using this. You can like put in the the term pixel art, and you can generate video game characters. You can generate. Like video game. That's a good idea. Like you want to make an axe for your new 3D Minecraft looking kind of game. You just put in, you know, axe, pixel art, whatever. There's certain terminology you would use. And then boom, it's going to come up with 10 different variants of a, of a battle axe or something like that. The modding community. You, know, oh, you, yeah. you want some you want some new weaponry, some new armor or right. something. Now you for don't your, need for to hire Fallout. an artist. You don't need to find an artist. Or do it yourself. Or right. yeah. You just go and you crank it out on these generators. So and that was one example of, you know, how this can change the game. Another one, which I think is is also great, is uh, what do they call it? Clip art. Uh the uh there's there's these websites that will sell you not just clip art, but the, the not royalty free, but there's certain stock images. Stock, thank you, stock images. Where all right, I need a picture of a pancake, yo, know, a pancake and some eggs, 
right? And you got to go and pay God knows how much money to get somebody's image that they took and sold to one of these stock image companies. Not anymore. You just type in pancake and eggs on a plain white plate or whatever, and there it is. Wait till a game uh, uh, was what is the software is available ai maybe it's ai generated a uh, it's already happening software they're and already it, doing it and you can go into something like an art generator and you can create all the skins yeah and you can just skin up your new game and you can create a new game just I like mean, that it's already possible things like rpg maker already exist right which allows you to create you know pixel style snes era looking yep. rpgs well i was thinking about johnson and doing his logo work versus wix whenever they have like i I gave birth to a brand new baby corporation over the weekend, TJC Engineering Incorporated here in Colorado. Okay. And and I just said, well, I need a logo. And so, of course, they had an artificially generated AI logo algorithm for me, and they didn't charge anything for it. And I thought, I wonder who, how much. Hold on. Who, who did this? To- the company that oh. registered the corporation for you, or you went to one of these oh. AI companies? I went to one of these AI websites. Mm-hmm. Like in this case, it was Wix, but there's like Logo Joy and a whole bunch of others that will create like a logo for you. Really? You type in some themes, and it'll go bleep, 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 and spit out like five or ten images, and you select wow. kind of the ones you like. And then if you want to use it commercially, they'll charge you. Otherwise, mm. it's free. Yep. yep, that's how it works. So they, they use your they, you use your software. And then if you want to have that, I guess they own the copyright if they're going to create it like that, and then they release it to you? Yeah, okay. That's more of what Arya was talking about before, where she thought this AI art generation was going to go to. So is this AI that they're, that they're doing, TJ? When did, this, when did these websites come out? Is this fairly recent, or have these been around for a while? You know, I don't know. I was just I was looking for a logo for my website, because mm-hmm. um, it goes to Dun's, Dun and Bradstreet, like, I was like, what the heck is a Dunn's number? I I was I went to the local air gas supplier and I said, I'd like to establish an account with you. And they said, oh, well, if you're a business, we need a Dunn's number, Dunn and Bradstreet. Mm-hmm. And I said, what the heck is a Dunn and Bradstreet number? So even at the age of 41, 42, I'm still learning about new things I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. But it's basically like this separate credit system for businesses whenever – you know, someone's in business, they have a Dun and Brad Street number. So, well, okay. So you're saying uh, it was relatively simple. I, you know, I, I do find myself wondering: is this an AI, or is this just something where they've got a huge uh, catalog of types of logos, and then you just kind of pick what you like, and it slaps it together? Is that what we're talking yeah. about here? Yeah, because it's actually I I went on to Fiverr. I you know I thought my voicemail I had the automated. AI, which is pretty good, you know, it had, but it had some flaws in it. Here in New Mexico, I think we have a new company like up in Las Lunas, which melts down plastic and they make fuel out of it. So this is as a, I mean, it's such a new thing, but they're going to set up shop here in New Mexico. So I'm just uh, waiting to hear more about it on the news because I, I don't really have details about exactly where and well let's go ahead and call a national radio show to talk about it something she doesn't understand or know anything about what what are they making out of the plastic spew fuel fuel okay look it okay so look it look it well plastic plastic does come from as a byproduct of petroleum petroleum. correct that's correct yeah that's correct so if you melt it down and then you refine it in a certain i mean there's a process 
So it will go back into petroleum. That's interesting. Isn't that right? That's, I, mean, that's, I don't know. Uh, I mean, possibly. Well, well I, I mean, that's, that's my logic. So are you looking to invest in this company or something? Like, what's the she point? Wants, she wants to go work there. She wants to push she the buttons. She should. That'd be yeah, great. That'd she be should get a job for you, no, Sarah. Hey, wait a minute. No, but I'm just saying, our state, we welcome all this. That's what I was telling you. We're going to be the... But why don't you go get a job there? Are. It sounds like you're really excited by this. Like, you could actually be a part of making this company yeah. a success. And making the world I, a better place, right? Right. Cleaner, I greener. fun explaining the bringing up all these technologies that are green, like I told you about. So you don't want to actually show up somewhere cars. on time every day and actually have responsibilities, right? You don't want to do that. Well, you know what I mean? The bipolar people, we are known to just fly off the handle, walk off a job. <laughs> yes, the, the, I, I suffer with bipolar. Uh, other people with mental illness will understand this. You don't have bipolar to clock in every day, do the same thing over and over again. No, bipolar people don't even know that we have a job. We just walk off and wander around somewhere. So that's I part of just the don't believe that, Sarah. If you weren't getting free money from 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 Uncle Government, uh, you would not just walk off a job if that was your rent for the week yeah. for the month. I suspect most bipolar people are in the working world. Yep. Maybe they have challenges, just like uh, a lot of people do, but they deal with it. We have a social media site. You can go to social.freetalklive.com, and you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners there. Post your favorite artificially intelligence-generated yeah. artworks that you've done. We'd love to see those. Let's have a little competition over there oh you want to start something go right ahead conan what's the prize uh, uh <laughs> internet points <laughs> i conan, like that conan's endorsement five Inter- internet points for the winner <laughs> for the winner three internet points for the second place one internet point for third conan, so, are you on the, the social oh site? yeah yeah oh, nice so we have a we have a week to do this so we come back next tuesday we'll discuss who wins and, do have, to and tag who judges you? do they have to tag you Tag all three of us. Okay. What's your username? Uh, at, well, uh, let's see. That's I think question. I'm just at Aria. I think at, I'm at, at Conan. I think I'm at FTL underscore Ian. How about tag Free Talk Live? Yeah, you can do that too. That'll work. That, that's yeah. probably, yeah, let's do that. It's FTL. I think it's just at FTL. Okay. To do that. I think uh, that's better. And, you know, well, then how do we get them to you, Conan? Are we going to require we, them to share their we, prompt? We can just look at the FTL site, right? Should, be, should okay. we require them to yeah. share their prompt and where they generated it? Stable Diffusion, Mid Journey, Dolly 2. If they, uh, that'll get you more points. Okay. If, you're, if okay. you're willing to give it up, to give up the, the, give secret, the secrets, the secret sauce. Yeah. Then you'll get more points. So maybe All a right. couple, we'll shave some more points off for That's you. That's sweet. So, right, next, so next week we'll talk. All right. I look forward to it. Kotaku did an article about this. It's basically like a left leaning video game review website. Every time I ever read something at Kotaku, it always has a severe level of whine to it. They're mm-hmm. constantly complaining about the industry and complaining about with games. And in this case, they're complaining about art. Well, the industry is uh, pretty screwed up. The video game industry is. These are the people that work in the industry. That are complaining. Yeah. So uh, AI creating art is an ethical and copyright nightmare is the name of this story. And I'm going to jump down to where they they got quotes here from some uh, some people that work in the gaming industry. Before you do that, that is, that is an interesting argument right there. When you consider that these are images that have been scrubbed from the internet. But they're not. They're, That's just the inspiration for them. But, but the AI is... The AI has taken these images and learned and is repurposing them. By the way, I, for example, I know I have seen the exact same image used 
uh, in multiple prompts. The very similar, whatever whatever original image it came from, I saw it. I could I could visualize it in the in the renditions that the AI was creating. But can I, you find the original that I it's inspired by? Because it's probably different from the inspiration. It was just inspired by the original. That's what I mean. But it, right? but it was from an original. In the same way that all artists are inspired by other artists. Everything under, there's nothing new under the sun. Right. Nothing new. But that's what these people are complaining about. They're mad because a machine used their works to create new works when that's all every artist everywhere has ever, has ever done you talk to any artist and say who inspired you and they're going to be able to answer that question right they're going to go down rembrandt and you know giger or whatever it is their their list of favorites were but here's what uh, artists who are in the business of making art for video games have to say about all this jeanette and they always say in this article not their actual name because they Why love the hell not? They love using the term there because it's a hard left uh, publication, right? So it's all they, them. It's not like they're revealing trade secrets or they're, they're being FBI <laughs> informants or anything like that. It's someone giving their opinion yeah. on AI-generated that's, art. That's the level of cowardice we're talking about here. Here's what Jeanette said. Uh, she's a concept artist who's worked at several major AAA video game publishers. Mm. Quote, artist skills were already undervalued before this technology. I fear this will compound that even more. Yeah, imagine being one of these employees where you just started at this low-level art generation mm-hmm. job, and they're like, okay, well, we, we need you to generate, you know, f- 10 pieces of armor, 10, piece, 10 swords, and 10 bows, by the end of the week or whatever, you see all your coworkers, you know, scrambling to do it. And you're like, I'm going to go to mid journey or whatever and have it generate them. And you turn an those hour. over, you're done in 10 minutes. And your boss <laughs> is like, you're amazing. Here's a raise. Of course, give us 10 times other, as many more. They'll what? fire the rest of the office. and You'll have you'll have all their work. to No, do the rest of the office is going to jump on board, too. <laughs> well, that's their They're going to have to compete. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This is going to up the level of competition. And that's from from our perspective, people that are not necessarily competing in the business. It's always a good thing from the outside. It's a good thing for the consumer. It's a good thing for the user because we get more choices. Prices come down. Uh, there's more options in the in the marketplace, but when there's people in the from the inside of the business, no one in a business generally sees competition as beneficial. They're like, oh man, now I got to work harder. You know? Yep. yep. They've <laughs> lo- basically they have lost the, they've lost their monopoly. Mm-hmm. They've lost their power, and that's what it comes to. Yeah. You know, in any any position, uh, people they get they they get they have power over others and it's very important to them yeah, and then and they, when they lose it they freak out and it can go in an instant right like this is happening all of a sudden this technology's been developed obviously for some years but it really just hit hard within the last 12 or so months as i understand it and it's really come along a big time this summer with uh, stable diffusion now hitting uh, the streets literally being released into the public this code because previously before stable diffusion the other ones dolly 2 midjourney these are all closed systems you don't have access to the code mm-hmm. you don't know what's running behind the scenes you you just you get to use their system and then if you say something that they don't like or try to generate a thing that they don't want you to generate they might ban you uh, from that system so there's there's restrictions on them but stable diffusion it quote unquote leaked even though they were purportedly you know making this thing public the official version of stable diffusion was still censored yep. but then somebody put the the essentially like the 4 gigabyte file that the robot uses to essentially to make all this artwork it's amazing that it's so small yeah you know uh, what lambda leaked it 
Well, whoever it was. The AI. The uh, AI are leaking the AI. God has blessed that person because right now there's there's literally dozens of implementations of the stable diffusion technology out there. You can get programs and download them to your own computer to crank out your own artwork without asking anyone's permission. It's completely uncensored. Uh, you can run a, run programs online on uh, hosting sites like Google Colab, which basically run code on a powerful machine that Google has in a rack somewhere so you don't have to use it on your uh, on your computer's graphics card, maybe you don't have a powerful computer or a powerful graphics card. You can just have somebody else's computer. Carla Ortiz, who worked for Marvel, HBO, and Ubisoft, said this technology is not quite there yet in terms of finalized product. No matter how good it looks initially, it still requires professionals to fix the errors the AI generates. And you were talking about that with a guy that entered the pieces into the contest at the Colorado State Fair. He did go in there and use his Photoshop skills to tweak yep. the artwork generated well, by the Well, he had to AI. give one of the characters a head. And, and the AI makes mistakes That's like a bit that more than sometimes. tweaking, though. It's like, oh, it forgot but their head. A good Photoshop artist could fix that. Could fix sure. that yeah. lickety split. Yeah, uh, and of course that's a huge time saver because it did a good job with the rest of the piece, right? He just had to do a little, you know, few tweaks here and there. She says it also seems to be legally murky territory enough to scare many major companies. However, it does yield results that will be good enough for some, especially those less careful companies who offer lower wages for creative work. Because the end result is good enough, I think we could just we could see a lot of loss of entry level and less visible jobs. That would affect not just illustrators, but photographers, graphic designers, models, or pretty much any job that requires visuals, and that could all potentially be outsourced to AI. Yep, and you would save money on your project that you can spend elsewhere mm-hmm. on good Marketing on good whatever. story writers, yeah. which is what is really lacking in a lot of these games, movies, mm-hmm. music, art is good composition. Uh, final thoughts here from a veteran entertainment industry artist, Travis Wright. He says, there'll always be a need for someone who can give an art director exactly what they want, particularly character design. But with how quickly these algorithms have improved in just six months, it's scary. And I can totally see indie horror games, card games, and tabletop role-playing games are going to benefit from using AI over paying an artist. Agreed. So I'm glad he sees that they're going to benefit. I mean, that, that's the way that I see it as well. And you mentioned... You know, uh, injury, a lot of the focus here is on entry level stuff, and it, that's certainly true. And you know, is, we're going to see this. And you mentioned, you know, it frees people up to write stories or whatever better stories, entry level stories and things like that are going to be created by AI. Entry level mm-hmm. music stuff like that. When when we play these video video games, when I'm playing like Super Mario Brothers, I don't need the music to be great. Let's talk about price controls, Aria. We talked yesterday and over the last few weeks about the crazy energy prices happening in Europe. I mean, it's bad here in the United States. Some places like here in New Hampshire, we're seeing rates go up quite a bit, but not we're not seeing quite doublings yet of overall bills. I did my math earlier, and my, my increase was 67%. So it's, it's pretty significant. pretty close. Pretty significant. I mean, it's definitely nothing to be, uh, that's something to be concerned about, especially as, you know, you think about people that are just barely getting the bills paid, uh, folks that are barely making ends meet. This may be pushing them over into needing outside assistance, and that's going to be very difficult to deal with, especially as the winter months come upon us for those that are heating their homes with electric, especially. And realistically, uh, there brutal. is no outside assistance to come, right? Well, the government's Everyone's got suffering. Money. Well, 
the government's outside assistance is what created most of this. Exactly. But that's what people are going to ask for. We, we had a story about an Irish pub last night that was seeing tremendous bills, and they were demanding some sort of government bailout, which, of course, just means they're going to print more money in order to give money to these businesses to supposedly keep them open. But that, of course, is going to dramatically increase inflation, and so therefore the prices are continually going to be pushed up. There's no way out of this through government interference. It's the government that has created this problem, but they're going to keep coming up with new ideas, or in this case, old ideas that are coming back around again. Price controls. The inflation, energy, and security shocks walloping the world economy are driving a kind of government intervention in markets last seen in the 1970s. And what site is this? I'm sorry. did you? This is Axios. Thank you. Price controls were largely abandoned after the 70s as both American and global policy shifted toward less government involvement in the economy. That's not necessarily true. The, the reason that they were abandoned was because they didn't work. They created shortages across the board, mm-hmm. and people eventually figured that out. It's just a lesson that people have forgotten. Yeah, apparently they didn't learn it. And Mark Although did, a lot of those politicians are still around. so like, they, But they knew in the first place that yeah. it was going to create shortages. They just didn't care because they were able to say, well, look, we did something. Right. Vote for me. I did a thing. Yes. It marked the beginning of the end for the bipartisan Keynesian consensus, which emphasized the government role in running the economy. In its place, a greater reliance on markets emerged during the Reagan administration. On Friday, finance ministers from the G7 group of major economies pledged to put in place a plan aimed at limiting the amount of money Russia makes from oil sales, (laughs) effectively forming a buyer's cartel to try to cap prices of Russian crude. And obviously, yes. It's not going to do that. That's not going to limit anything that Russia makes because Russia will do business with everyone else who's willing to pay yep. their price. Or they'll, or they'll sell it to China and let China be the middleman and sell it to yeah. everyone else. You know, you want to see what happens when you put a central command and control economy into place. You get bread lines. You get people yep. starving. You get a million left boots with no right boots. Yeah. And what you're going to get here in Europe with them putting in price controls on the price of Russian gas or whatever is just going to be gas shortages every yeah. single time. And we see the same thing with the electricity. If you put a cap on these people electrics on their electric bills or whatever, the electric companies are just going to say, well, look, we can't just give them free electricity. So we're going to have to turn it off. Yeah, that's that's right. going to be the end result of this. It's going to happen. And there's no way anyone can do anything to change that. Enjoy your candles. Yes. And by the way, there was video uh, that I saw on social media yesterday of a shop. I believe it was Italy, which is like 40 percent Russian fuel, uh, sort of that's the percentage of uh, fuel that is provided by Russia in Italy. There was a shop. I don't know if it was like a coffee shop or something like that. They had lights on in the beginning of the video and they shut them off and they had a bunch of candles all around the coffee shop. (laughs) The only light that was on was the light that was right above the cash register. And that was it. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad idea. You know, it, it, it instantly turns your coffee shop into like a romantic hangout spot. For yeah, young until somebody sets something on fire. Okay, so, I mean, humans have been using candles for a long time, I, I, and not very many buildings burn down. Yeah, but down how many those. humans today use candles? How many millennials have ever lit a candle in their life? How many Gen Z? These, probably, these people probably have never even seen fire unless it's come out of a lighter. I, it's really not hard to light a candle and then let it sit there, though. <laughs> hey, Hey, guys. How did socialists light their homes before candles? <laughs> With light bulbs. With electricity. Yeah. Well, before it's, socialism, you mean. 
Well, that's how the yeah. yeah. So now, energy markets have become theaters of economic war, and governments are being forced to play a larger mm-hmm. role. Oh, boy. No, governments are choosing to play a larger role. They're the ones who made energy markets a theater of war. Yes. This is a completely of their own creation, and more regulations is not going to solve the problem that they created. No, what the hell did people think was going to happen when they began putting sanctions on Russia? I, I don't know. It seems like they think sanctions are a magical punishment tool that's going to bend them to the bend that country's people to the will of those issuing the sanctions. Yep. More stimulus checks, uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Right here, I've got a story about uh, the UK where this new prime minister there's. There's been a bunch of hubbub about the new prime minister in some, the UK. Some lady. Yeah, some lady. Her name is Liz Truss. She's noteworthy because she said in an interview recently that she's like basically more than happy to drop a nuclear weapon uh, if that's what her job calls for. She just has no Great. concern for What human- sort of lunatic says such yeah, a thing? She has no concern but she's, for human but she's life. A, but she's a liberal, though? I don't know. Is don't she know. the one that I keep seeing articles about on Treasury Department? Like, this is the first time there's been no white men in a cabinet. Yeah, yeah that's right. This is her. The uh, show they're going to give a 400 pound universal handout to households this autumn. Is it a bomb? No. Oh, pounds, different kinds of bombs. The British, oh, the British bomb. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 I legit, honestly forgot that they call their stupid currency the a pound. pound. Wait, yeah. is that is that the new? So from from now on, when Arya's on, we'll refer to it as the bomb. Four hundred bomb. Four hundred bomb <laughs> well, it's going to bomb their economy. Yeah, and then apparently they already have a price cap on energy. So I guess that's a thing over there. There's an energy bill price cap of nineteen hundred and seventy one dollars per year. Which they're going to raise to thirty five hundred and forty nine dollars. Sorry, say dollars pounds. Uh, thirty five hundred and forty nine pounds as of the first of October. But then they will likely revise it again in January. So they already have some kind of manipulation going on there. I'm not surprised to hear it. They're just screwing things up left and right. Much of the major Western countries' efforts to manage prices have been confined to the energy sector. This is because governments can't, as we've been talking about. And manage prices. And when I said they learned nothing, you're right. Uh, governments, they, they absolutely know what they're doing here. What I meant, what I should have said was the people of the world. They don't know. Have learned nothing. I mean, it, right. it was very obvious. I, I grew up watching, watching documentaries and, you know, stuff in high school about how the gas shortages of the 1970s were caused by the price ceilings, were caused by the you know the price controls that were put in place by the administrations. Where did you watch these at? In school? Yes. Holy crap! We were watching movies and stuff. Well, I just remember watching at least one documentary about it at some point in the seventh grade. Or interesting. And it was just accepted then, and mm-hmm. it's common knowledge. But now we're revisiting these ideas. What's what? What are we going to revisit next? The the idea of a world war. We haven't had one of those in a while. Let's give that a shot and see High how time. it plays out this time. Yeah. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. 
Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live. 